I'm Ryan, the other guy's Jordan, and this is Two Angles on Angling. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Two Angles on Angling. This is Jordan with my co-host. It's Ryan, guys. What's up? This, we are coming to you on a rainy Sunday afternoon. Despite that, it is extremely green out compared to what it was even a week ago. Crazy. And there's a lot more flowers blooming, uh, a lot of bird activity. Yeah. I've been at the I've been at the new house for a week straight now, and completely different bird activity than uh, the last house, which has been awesome to see. And I'll dive in on that because I do have a few questions for you on that as well. But uh, I have not been out fishing all week. Oh, I did drive the loser, system. Dude. Yeah, well, it's been. Uh, been hectic with everything going well, we on. We almost went work. out today, but you yeah, know, I, 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 had, I had to take a day. I'm yeah. glad we didn't. It would have been brutal. Yeah, it's all good, <laughs> and you needed the day off. Uh, but so, I drove the system, went on a hike today uh, for a few hours. Great to just get out, test the rain gear today with uh, what's been happening. Right, and you know, keeping an eye on it, even though I haven't been out fishing, and obviously, like I'm been in contact with you and a few of my other uh friends who have been out fishing and what do you uh, think of that water clarity there butter it was it was crazy yeah i I was i was blown away like when is blown away the last time it's been that way was like i don't even know man like a long time ago yeah and then as i was showing you before the podcast i walked up onto the one spot and there was those fish up shallow and it was just like amazing because when i noticed them i really got a look at the water and how far down you could see yeah. still it was it was just yeah, there's easily a, a 10 be- feet of visibility yeah right? and that beautiful plus. green blue color at yeah. 46 degrees too man like it's just it, it like it doesn't get that clear at that temperature all that yeah. often but we had a lot yeah. of stability this past week yeah it's been so. been beautiful everything's been blooming uh you know we're getting rain we're getting some wind but I, know, I, I don't know how many days you, you fished this week, but uh, when I was looking at the weather, a lot of the days were fishable. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, besides that, uh, getting moved in, settled in, filling orders still, trying to get readjusted with the shop and everything as well, being in a new location. Uh, but yeah, uh, excited. and Got to say, I couldn't have done what I that. did this past week without uh, JDO weights. Well, I appreciate that, yeah. brother. Thank JDO you. Lurico, always. I will, I will be pouring you some more tomorrow. Half ounce well. and quarter ounces and three quarter ounces. So. I'll be pouring a ton uh, of drop shots tomorrow and Ned's, of course, as well. Nice. Um, trying to, I know if anyone has been looking at the website, let me touch upon that. Yes, a lot of it is still out of stock. There's been a lot going on, so I haven't had time to uh, prep a whole whole lot and i've been filling orders so i'm going to keep it out of stock until i have a decent amount to put out there for you guys as well uh so you know once i've got hundreds of each of the drop shots and you know the neds and everything uh i'll be posting those up as for the skirted jigs and everything those are going to be probably just some small batch drops up until uh later in the summer once i once i get into a better flow of those but uh, yeah, guys, so stay tuned for that on the website. Uh, I hope everyone has checked it out, uh, jdolureco.com. Uh, I've been putting up some articles here and there and uh, be putting up some more photos here as well soon. But keep <clears throat> keep in, in touch. And Ryan, how did, on the article thing you signed up, I haven't done it because it's on my side of the website, but did you get, notified when the articles dropped no no it was just a newsletter type thing that you signed up for i remember something yeah i haven't gotten any you saying okay. like distribution from you yeah yeah email? it didn't no. okay all right well i'll look into that as well but you can sign up as well 
So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to. And Ryan, I know you have a lot more fishing yeah. to talk about, so I'll let I'll turn over the. Yeah, man. I uh, I did six days this week. I just didn't fish today, and I was booked to fish today, and I definitely would have fished today. Um, but guy was sick and decided to reschedule. <clears throat> and and I'm like, look, I I got a day off. I just you know I'm about to without a doubt fish the next seven days. So I'm I'm happy to yeah. to take a day off. Um, like we were talking about, dude, like the water clarity is fantastic. Like this week hasn't been without challenges, you know, like the water's progressively gotten clearer. Um, you know, we had a mix of just kind of light and variable winds for the most part, but I mean, but at, at some point in every day, the wind was problematic, but it wasn't brutal. You know, like, it, so, you know, to your earlier point, you could definitely fish through it. Um, you know, so I, I split time between uh, Lake Ontario, Lake Erie, the Upper Niagara, and I fished all four. Um, Lower Niagara dominated bass fishing. Um, I got some steelhead and lake trout and devil's hole, but man, nice. it's just sad. There's really not a a run of steelhead this year at all. And that's, that, that's something that's affecting all the Lake Ontario tributaries. It's just, it's crazy. It's a shame, you know, uh, but that, that's for a different podcast to discuss why, but it's yeah. a shame that that's going on. Thankfully though, the bass action has been really good. I haven't gotten any giants out of the lower. I've gotten multiple fish over five pounds, but, uh, nothing, nothing bigger than that. Yeah. Um, the bar has Kings on it now. And you're getting like the water clarity is like it was pretty marginal out in Ontario for most of the week, but towards like Friday, Saturday, it was just getting clear enough. And now it's probably pristine out there. Um, but there's fish on the bar, like Kings are getting in Lakers. Um, that's just starting. Uh, and then Lake Erie, I had without a doubt yesterday, was without a doubt the best bass fishing day I've, I've ever had. Um, you know, John Jerosen, him and his two sons, uh, Dave and Matt, fish with me. On, it was late last September. And up until yesterday, that was the most magical day I had. Wow. Um, but this, this, was, uh, this was crazy. Um, and it, it only happens, you know, like we have lots of really, really good bass sessions. Like, Every day that I targeted bass this week, because I targeted bass Monday, Tuesday, uh, yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and yesterday. So five out of the six days I targeted bass. And uh, on the upper or the lower Lake Erie, um, and uh, they're – Yesterday was the, or yeah, yesterday and today would have been the only days that would have been worthwhile going out on Erie. And, uh, cause up for, for a while now, I've just been split and I haven't been able to get out to Lake Erie. So we started this day. I'm not going to like bore people with like a long drawn out story, but every time that I bass fished this past week, we broke 50 fish every day. Um, sometimes we got over 60. Um, those, that's, uh, that's really solid. No, the only day that we didn't do 50 was, I take that back, was Monday. The other days we did. Um, crazy, crazy days though. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and lots of big fish too across the board. This is oh, like yeah. a spread throughout the fishery. <clears throat> Upper Niagara followed my standard rules. One, two drifts through yep. a zone. That's it. And still racking those, those numbers. That's awesome. Um, but that eerie day yesterday, we fished in the harbor, excellent bite in the harbor. Um, and then I'm like, all right, boys, like we've we've had three dudes. They've fished with me like three times now. Last time they fished with me, we had a pretty freaking magical day for King Salmon and uh, brown trout on Lake Ontario. It's like one of the best days that I had last year for uh, on Lake Ontario was with those dudes. Nice. And so then just by luck like all yeah. the conditions lined up yep. perfect water clarity 
a nice southeast wind, which doesn't generate big waves, but keeps you moving, you know, overclass, overcast skies, just the right amount of chop going on. Like everything was pristine. It was perfect. You could move at 0.7 to 0.8 out in the lake. Like every, I'm, so I, I'm like, after doing really well in the harbor, I'm like, all right, boys, look, man, all the perfect conditions are lined up for Erie. We need to go out there and, and hunt giants for a while. And if we, I'm like, well, let's commit two hours to it. If nothing happens, then we know we can come back to these other zones and poke around and catch fish in other places, but we need to commit two hours. So there's just this one zone that I've, uh, been wanting to explore for a while i fished in areas similar to it this time of year um but i went out to this one zone and the general trend that i've i've i'm aware of from previous years is that the smallmouth will start off on the borders of rocks and, and sand you know rocks and like hard bottom so they're on like steep drop-offs you know they're they're they kind of treat them like highways. They're usually adjacent to places where they're going to spawn, you know, so you just got to find places like that out on the lake. Like uh, you, you could work rock piles, but I, I prefer much larger features with uh, with more like cliffs. Um, but when you go there, so I, I dude, I got I'm, I'm you know, I'm not tooting my own horn, man. I, I got supremely lucky. I rolled up to this spot. And uh, first time fishing this spot, I, like I said, I fished places to the south and to the north of it. But the first time I've, I've fished this zone, I pulled up in like 30 seconds in, dude gets bit on, a, on like an upper fourth fish. And I was like, oh, shit. All right. And then, dude, it was it was it was fucking crazy. Like it was crazy. Awesome. Um, like we got it just kept happening like five pounder, six pounder, five pounder, six pounder, like over and over again. And then all of a sudden, this dude, he's, he's up in the bow and he sets up on this fish. And the rod was bent at like a crazy angle, man. Like it was just deep, <laughs> like a deep bend. And because uh, I'm I, like the, the rods that I use out there on the lake and waves, yeah. like I like to have like uh, light action rods. I've that used bend, them, yeah. Yeah, that bend real deep. Yeah. Uh, just because it's. Uh, it helps you from not like ripping hooks out of fish's yep. faces, right? Like you can have like a perfect hook set uh, every time. And th the, the fight is ridiculous because it just bends so deep, right? But man, I saw that bend in that rod and I'm like, dude, that's that's a big fish, bro. Like, but he, had, th this dude had, had caught like consistent five, six, five, six. Yeah. And then uh, when I saw that fish, man, I was like, whole. I was like, holy shit, man. That's a straight giant. Like, I was, uh, I was shake. I was shook. I was definitely shook. I'm like, all right, bro, relax, relax. I'm like trying to calm myself down. And, uh, I'm like, just stop reeling, stop reeling, pull slow. And yep. we got it. And yep. I just freaking lurched out and netted that thing. Oh. Seven and a quarter, just giant. Just wow. a freaking giant, giant wow. fish. It's been a long time a since I've caught a fish that big. The one, the only other time I caught one that size was, and look, man, like when dudes, I'm, I'm super humble about the fact that, cause there's lots of dudes that have, have caught seven pound fish. Like that's not, that's not crazy. You know, like it occurs every year. There's, mm -hmm. there's multiple sevens get caught every year. I don't know how many, maybe 20 yeah. in a year sounds about right. Maybe a little bit more than that. Um, but it's few and far between that get eights. Like, I don't know the last, the last eight that was caught locally uh, on Lake Erie was like six or seven years ago, you know, and then that dude caught that eight and eight, five or whatever it was out in uh, Cuga Lake. Yeah. So in my mind, like I'm humble about the fact that a seven and a quarter isn't like a crazy, but lots of people haven't caught a fish that big. I think that's absolutely uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it, when you, I think that's absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it was wild, and th so that dude though. So the the great thing about these guys is uh, they just throw they're they're and this is like, it's a good segue into what you wanted to get deep about today. Awesome, but um. Well, before we segue, just just real quick. So next week, I'm fishing every day, no matter what, because I got some hardcore guys that are that are in town. 
but the biggest challenge, I think, next week, we got Monday and Tuesday is a lot of wind. And then, at, like, Southwest's, which, like, supposed to be seven footers on Erie Monday and, like, two to fours on Tuesday. Um, like, Erie's going to be out. Yeah. Um, and, and I hope that that doesn't, like, stir things up too much. Like, the water, there's really no such thing as, as too clear around here you just gotta create put more distance Mm -hmm. between you and the fish if you're fishing if you're fishing the river and it just just doesn't affect anything on the lake i I think you catch more fish when it's super clear on the lake because they can see your baits from Mm -hmm. a long way away and you just because dude i was getting bit on fish that weren't on my screen a lot you know like a lot so i I just think they could see from a mile away and i got super lucky and ended up in that spot and just freaking plowed i mean it, it was it was amazing um, and I worked an area about the size of a football field, just combing this yeah. edge. And every time I did it, it was awesome. I, I just kept uh, kept cutting different lines, and it, it was wild. But yeah, the uh, that's going to be the challenge though this upcoming week. Yeah. Like we're going to have southwest winds, big ones that could potentially stain things up. That might be good as long as it doesn't turn brown. It could be great. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we got like north winds then like east and light and variable into the weekend it's supposed to get warm again but basically we're getting hit with a cold front for the next two days big winds and then we're going to come out of that and the fishing will get awesome again towards the end of next week and so i'm gonna i'm gonna bass fish and power fish through the big waves on the river and uh i'm also going to um in the north wind days i'm going to go out to lake ontario and do some some crazy shit like some stuff where uh if the fish are in close there's some fun games that you can play um it's just you ride the waves you do tight turns you don't run a bunch of baits and you just you 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 know you go out there and you comb and if you get fish though it's crazy because you're catching them and like 10 feet of water and uh they they got tons of room to go all over the place so that's going to be the plan but the uh yeah the segue into what you want to get deep about is so those dudes when they fish with me like because we were getting deep about this when we were out there when they fish with me they're just like dude we trust you whatever you want to do we know it's going to be great like let's just go do it and they're genuinely out for just hanging out talking and you know just the experience like just seeing what happens and uh <clears throat> they recognize the fact that doing that is super important to them. You know, like it, it helps bring them closer. It also just gives them a glimpse into, you know, what mother nature can, can do, you know, and uh, those, those like wild days when it just like, it seems like nothing can go wrong. And uh, you end up remembering those for a long time. Like they've, they've been lucky and had, had a couple of those, but they realize how important it is. Yeah. So in, in line with trying to, you know, get a little bit more peaceful, you know, connected to the environment type mm-hmm. of thing. You had a, a quote from a, a book that you're reading. You wanted to, to, yeah. to, to read off. So let's yeah, start so, off with that. Yeah, great segue. <clears throat> um, so I've been reading into the wild and this week I've been reading a lot, quite a, quite a bit of it. Um, and this passage in particular, really, in particular really spoke to me and kind of what we talk about a lot. So as soon as I read it, I actually, in my uh, notes, I wrote down that I should uh, bring this up for the podcast. So uh, this is um, in the Alaska chapter, and it is about a gentleman... Uh, not Chris McCandless, but another character, or not character, but a person that's getting written about uh, who did a very similar journey. So this is what it says. Uh, I began my adult life with the hypothesis that it would be possible to become a Stone Age native. For over 30 years, I programmed and conditioned myself to this end. In the last 10 of it, I would say I realistically experienced the physical, mental, and emotional reality of the Stone Age. But to borrow a Buddhist phrase, eventually came a setting face-to-face with pure reality. I learned that it is not possible for human beings as we know them to live off the land. Great passage. Um, 
and I know you read it, and I wasn't actually going to read that exact part, but no, that's, uh, I that's showed a, you, and, you, and that's what you pick, yeah, picked up on Because, because well, that, so. that's the conflict. Yeah. You know, that's the conflict that uh, most people live in, is uh, you're torn between hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of years of, uh, of evolution or, you know, behavior. Yeah. To doing something that is not something that we've done, you know, like mm-hmm. sitting in the houses and that it's just not something we've done for a long time for a very long part yeah, of our, our yeah of our it's a very existence. new new thing for us and like we're highly yeah. adaptable I, I yeah I, I know that you know it makes you wonder where where all this you know air quotes progress is going and where it's taking us um but yeah i mean that that's that the end of that because look i think it's important that people <clears throat> we, we preach about this all the time spend as much time outside as possible especially now like if you live in the Great Lakes region in general, like you should be getting outside as often as possible, just because you've been cooped up for so long. Yeah, you know, one hundred percent for your mental, physical. You know, health. and the other thing too is like you should be doing it to expose yourself to the pollen. You know, like it, on the wind, the on the on the windy days, like I'm I'm little stuffed up right now because yesterday we had that big southeast wind and I was out in the lake and that shit was just just pushing pollen yeah. off of trees right in our face. <clears throat> so I inhaled that all day long, but you know, it's, it's, you just got to get a dose and just let your immune system, you know, kind of deal with it. It's same thing with the sun, mm-hmm. you know, like. Yeah. Any, now's the time to build up to it. Right. Like, don't wait till the summer and then just think that you're going to go out. And, and yeah. We, we, we've talked about this on the pod before, of course, but like, you just don't build up to it now get your exposure you should be doing it anyways and it's going to benefit you versus if you wait and you just go out like i'm going to book a guide in july and go right. out there and that's your only day that you're you've fished like you're going to be shot like <laughs> two three hours into it you know yeah but, no and i uh i just think that we're we're in the season now where you know people should be mindful of that's why we keep talking about you know the budding of uh of trees uh, <clears throat> green the grasses like the uh the birds like uh just the morning chorus and just look listening for those the the different sounds just for five minutes just to be aware of that like we're so self-centered as a creature you know like or we think i don't know it's just because of the way we're thinking or whatever but we don't like if you just take stock of the fact that like everything is growing at a rapid rate around you with, without any, like there's nothing that you can do to influence that or control that there's creatures flying all over the place that are and scurrying all over the place that are living in and around you. And you might not even know, just notice that they're there, you know, like that's uh that's pretty wild, you know, it's, so I, I think it's worthwhile to at least to that guy's point, you know, the only thing that you can do is in today's days and time is try to be more mindful of the fact that this is a problem. Yeah. But <clears throat> I don't I don't think that uh, and, and like do your best to modify your your behavior accordingly and lean towards exp- outdoor experiences and that kind of stuff. But people are still going to be constrained, you know, like their jobs are going to be what their jobs are. You know, we still need people and all the different industries that we are, mm-hmm. we have right now because there's 8 billion people on this planet. Yeah. But, but of course there are ways that like you can prioritize all of that in yeah. your life. And even just like, like this alone, like taking a walk around your neighborhood every day without fail, like you will notice if you, if whatever, if you're busy and you don't, you don't, you know, you don't have the time during the week to jut out and go for a hike or go fishing, whatever. That's a minimal thing you can do. And like, you will notice an insane amount of things happening right now as you walk around. Yeah, I don't care where like you day live, to you day, will. like just your everything's gonna be blooming. Like you're gonna notice something the next day that you didn't notice the day before. Uh, it, it's it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's it's uh, a great way as, to stay mindful of your environment and where you're you're at uh, and where you spend a lot of a lot of your time. Yeah, that's why like <clears throat> this time of year. <laughs> it's hard for me to, to take a day off, 
you know, like I don't, I really don't want to, I'm doing it because every time I, I don't like I'm missing out opportunities to just rest. Cause I I'm increasing yeah. the likelihood of, of getting sick at some point yeah. <clears throat> or just wearing myself out, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not uh, burnout. It's just getting worn out, you know, like, like to the point where if, if I miss out on sleep or, um, Mainly, yeah, mainly miss out on sleep, yeah. or just my diet goes to crap yeah. for a couple of days, or whatever, because I'm, I'm fishing every day, and I have other stuff to do. Once I get off the water, it just becomes a problem. Yeah, everything's gotta stay in check for right you know, to to maintain that. But in, I mean, that was a good thing uh, you said. Uh, wear out, not burnout, because like obviously mentally, it's not like you're like getting worn out, and you're like, I don't think I can fish anymore. No. It's just the fact of like a physical aspect of like, yeah, I, mean, I need a day off. Like, like right now know. I have for sure. I have fear of, of fear of missing out. Yeah. You know, but <clears throat> cause you just, <clears throat> things are, are very dynamic this time of year, which is, you know, like we were talking about this before the podcast about how, you know, I don't have um, a religion. I never have, but I do because I, I, I've just recognized every day I'm humbled every day by mother nature you know like i i'm not in control i get i'm there's some things that i think i can control but i'm definitely not mm-hmm. i can't like it, it's an extraordinarily complex system and i can figure out how to uh work with it yeah like like be part of it and like yeah. maybe capitalize to my benefit but there's th- there's just certain things that i just can't control of course yeah. and uh i i realized that uh stressing out about that is just is uh is just not worth it you, you know like just you, you have to accept and be humbled by by what's going on and it, when it comes to talking to clients about that you just have to be transparent you know it was like uh those dudes who i took out yesterday and we had that crazy day mm-hmm. the uh one of their close friends fished with me the week prior and uh we struggled it was it was a, a freaking crappy day it was raining just like it was Similar conditions, except north northeast winds. We tried fishing Lake Ontario, and we struggled, man. <clears throat> and those, uh, you know, they we had they had a great time. They're scheduled for the next year, but we were talking about like those dudes are getting ready to brag to this guy about how well they did. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, but be but be gentle about it, man. Yeah. Like you have to be humbled by the fact that like this is like random. I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah. luck, you know. It's it's not random. Like you, we tried. Like, okay, you can you kind of know the windows of the year where you can capitalize uh, mm-hmm. that are going to be high likelihood, but it's uh, out of your control. Still. Right. Yeah, of course. exactly. Like you can try to bracket it in, but yeah. everything is still, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. And uh, so <clears throat> being, that's why I like being out there this time of year because the situation develops so rapidly. Um, and I think like <clears throat> his, like uh, from the primordial side of things, like you should be, there should be like an instinct of, of some sort of urgency, you know, like uh, you're just, you're, you're waking up and you got to get fed, you know, like waking up from hibernation, waking up from being cooped up all winter long, Mm -hmm. you know, it's time to, you know, pack on some meat, you know, you've been living off of, you know, stark supplies for a while and like uh, salted, maybe smoked stuff. Like you're lean living off fat. Now you're, you, you got to pack some weight back on and, and get ready to be strong. It, it's it's <clears> like <throat> the, the rhythm of, of life. Right. It's been laid you're, out. You're hunting, you know, it's, you know yeah, like it's just... the instinct to hunt uh, or to, to get after whatever you can hunt, fish, whatever. I mean, turkeys is turkey season starts tomorrow here. And well, yeah, I sent you that photo earlier that yeah. turkeys just running rampant everywhere. But, you know, that's just a natural, I think natural instinct to have. And I, I'm just, uh, because I fish all the freaking time, yeah. I'm, I'm mindful of the, the, the fact that, um, I, I just don't have any control and I just, I try to go with the flow as, as much as yeah. possible. It's not to say that, um, it's not frustrating. I, I definitely get frustrated, but yeah, you know, but, but like get, getting on to that, the hunter gatherer aspect of it, it's like, as we, we talk, we always say like, okay, well, you know, it was a slow day, but we caught one fish. Okay. Well we would have eaten. You know, right. like taking that uh, approach to it and also like 
part of the just walking around and seeing different foliage and everything like that is a deep part of us like right. we've always been doing that because you never know what is the next thing you're going to be able to eat out of what you just find and no like th that might not be a a normal way that people are looking at these things but to me like seeing it through those eyes it's like okay well that that adds like a a level like this feels right like this is what i'm supposed to be doing anyways you know what i'm saying and same thing with hunting and fishing and you know spending right. time outside it's like that draw and that's you know what into the wild the whole book is about pretty much is uh, a journey a journey of a of a man and then a, a few others as well throughout the book and their quest to go out into the wild and then uh, escape the modern reality and live a like eh, more purely natural life yeah the, but, and, the, but people can't do that the, yeah well yeah you, but, it's, like i don't care how uh, well trained you are like humans are uh, social creatures like you can't go do that by yourself you'll just struggle and lose yeah. your mind that that's yeah. why you read the book and you learn from that um, yeah I, I mean i, I just uh, uh like I, I i absolutely went i'm, I'm just going to you know play the the other side of yeah. of, of these these uh, these thoughts and that like I went through a lot of heavy existential stuff in college and, and uh, the beginning part of my Marine Corps career, try, like contemplating that, that stuff about, you know, we've gotten so distant from our ancient past. What are the different ways, like, what could I be doing uh, to live, you know, a little closer to nature? Um, how, what could I be doing to simplify things? I just, you know, I racked my, my brain about it all the time. And, uh, I just realized that like, look, man, you either, either put up or shut up in this space, you know, like I, I, it's, it's, it's hard for me, uh, to, to fall into a middle ground, uh, in the discussion, right. Because there's going to be some layer of hypocrisy there. All, all I can, what I mean by that is like, if you were going to be like, like at the level of the dude, uh, from into the wild, you would round up like a bunch of families and just go. Yeah. move up north and build a compound yeah. somewhere just you know and and fit, grow your own crops hunt mm -hmm. you know have a good stretch of land like so just freaking do that you know but the fact of the matter is is there's very few people that would be down you know multiple families you could maybe yeah. take your own family up there but that i mean that's just that's weird to live with just your family by itself like we're communal creatures we problem solve together like not just like you and three yeah. or four people or a big family yeah. in the middle of freaking nowhere, not directly connected to your neighbors. Yeah. And so like how I was going to tie that in is it's like, you knowing that you can then work that into your life and, and it like no, for anyone, like no matter like what your <coughs> really your lifestyle is like, if you like, as you know, we talk about this a lot, but like if you prioritize that and whatever your level is, but like whatever's getting you closer and, with nature, like hunting, fishing, gathering, whatever it is. It's like, well, let me, let me, put, let me spin it to you this way though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what if, so our, our path in recent times is such that we are constantly innovating and mm -hmm. we're becoming increasingly distant from our primordial past of like living directly connected to um nature having to much smaller populations hanging out in much smaller groups mm -hmm. um living way simpler essentially just hunting and gathering and reproducing just staying alive um and then in more recent times we're living the way with the life that we live now we have these jobs we work at certain schedules we have uh, we live in houses that are climate controlled all these different things so this is a this is a recent development, but we're not, unless a cataclysm comes, we're not going to revert to the old way. That's just not going to happen. That's not our, our nature. Like our nature as a species so far as to like in, in recent times is to innovate like crazy mm -hmm. to become, to push further and further away from nature. In fact, to frame it in a way that you can master it and tame it. 
like you know trying to control the climate by putting stuff up in clouds and shit man like you know we're at a point where we where we believe that we can engineer the system even though we're we're a victim of or part of it um so my point there is like so if, if that's the general tendency we're i just don't think we'll ever revert from that so if you're if if you accept that as a reality then there should be very little incentive to connect yourself to nature at all. You should be working your ass off to master the system of being connected to things all the time, figuring out how to exploit gaps and, and all that stuff, becoming closer and closer to, you know, an AI or a cyborg. Um, you know, that, that, that there's an argument to be made to, to living that way as well. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I, uh, you know, it's, I'm very cautious of like over advocating, um, getting connected to the environment. I think everybody should, because I receive positive, positive benefits from it, but, um, somebody could easily come back with like, look, man, there's no return on investment for me going out and spending time outside. I could be doing more productive things behind a desk, writing, you know, public speaking, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I have a much higher rate of return off of those things. And what it really comes down to is what, like, what do you prioritize in your life? And can you justify that prioritization? That's what that dude's talking about at the, towards the, the, those, that last couple of lines in that quote is it like people, once we've gotten to this place, you just can't go back from it. You know, like our minds are already wired a certain way. Like, like, is as powerful as the urge is right now to go mm. uh mm. to get off the grid but we just like i i'm not going to move to guyana because but neither my wife nor my daughter yeah. would ever go yeah. now i could go yeah but i would have to leave them behind yeah. i would have to leave behind all my friends Other and than, family yeah. that i have here you know like it would be awesome to live in guyana it would be magical to be in that village and living that life every day that level of simplicity hunting and fishing and just but still modern enough to where there's a little bit of village politics and you know it's it's just it's it's a comfortable zone for me um but nobody that i care for and love would ever be down to do that so it's not my priority you know that's that's what i think like once you've experienced this you might reach the point like that dude did in that book and, and say, screw it, I'm going to go up and remove myself. But by yourself? You well, ain't well yeah, uh, and of course, like the, the common theme in this book is all of those people perished and right. due to either suicide or Mother Nature. Because people have to live with people. Yeah, it's very hard to go it alone the whole time now of course like all of these like adventures like or what, whatever you want to call them that they're setting out on had they been like shorter durations of course then you learn a lot about yourself but very few people could do like could can sustain long bouts of time away from humans other humans right like uh dick prenicky the man who lived built that cabin up in alaska i can't uh it's documented he filmed it all uh, i can't remember there's a, you, if you look it up on youtube you can watch it but um he did it but i believe even he at certain times did leave the area and go into town and everything and would spend time and whatnot but that's a rarity like it's a rare thing that a person can stay isolated like that for like seven months out of the year. Yeah, I mean, who and... who would want to? If you want to be that way, hey, go, oh, of course, yeah, it's your go, it's your, hey, your prioritization. It. But, but you know, that, that's that's natural selection at its finest. Yeah, you, you know, like you're yeah. you've isolated yourself. You don't have the ability to procreate. You're not going to interact with society. You're just going to wither away and die. So, and if, that, and if that's you know, your choice, yeah, then of course. Ahead. But yeah, I, but let's uh, let's be frank about what that yeah. choice is. There's nothing romantic about that choice. You can you can try to make it sound or seem romantic all you want, but like from a from a very practical, realistic level, what you've decided to do is as like eliminate yourself from the fabric of society, yeah. from the the ability to propagate your mind and your body and your genes. You've decided to completely take yourself off the table. 
Um, you don't have the ability to raise and influence anybody. You have nothing communal. So what are you? You know, it, like it's it's like the the question of did the tree fall in the woods? Does it make a sound if you're not there to hear it? Like if you're out there sitting in a bubble and not communicating or connected to anything, like who gives a shit about you? Like mm. like you like what you don't care if anybody care, you shouldn't even care if anybody gave a shit about you anyway. So what I'm saying is is you're irrelevant if that's your decision. Now if you've if you've because uh, human beings are only are only relevant in insofar as they interact with one another. Right. So I don't know, man, uh, if you could round up a bunch of people and escape, not escape, but like go up north and like create a compound, for lack of a better term, you know, a series of uh, simplistic uh, houses, log cabins, whatever, a good piece of land, rich in game, ability to grow crops there as well. Um, you had multiple families that you could essentially expand out from. Uh, and, you know, even if there's some procreation within the family, the ability to move or within, you know, family groups, not everybody's related to each yeah, other, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like, then you could do that. But, dude, how many people... Yeah, that, that's very unrealistic. Right. Like, yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, so we are where we are. And and, and I, I think that it's, it's easy to... But it's not easy. I think there's this natural inclination uh, that is recognizes the conflict that this shit's happening real fast and uh everybody's life is like like everybody's life things have just gotten dramatically different you know we went for hundreds of thousands of years nothing was changing from generation to generation there weren't like major innovations and now every generation is something hugely different yeah. like just trying to adapt to that is is really difficult in and of itself but <clears throat> I, I think uh, the drive toward or the, the, the burning desire to connect to nature comes from a really good place. Unfortunately, um, it, it's hard to think of it outside of anything other than a drug, unless you live that live the life that like similar to what i live or like what guides live mm -hmm. that's like or if you're a hunter gatherer like a straight up hunter gatherer like i'm the closest guides are the closest thing that you can get to a, a modern hunter gatherer like captains you know guy like charter charter captains guides they're about the closest thing you can get to to one in in modern society but unless you occupy that space your dabbling in, in outdoor experiences are something akin to taking a drug, right? Like you're, you're doing it cause it's temporary. You're doing it cause, uh, not because it's temporary, but it's convenient that it is temporary. Um, it's a shot, you know, it feels great to, to challenge yourself. It feels great to, uh, strengthen your mind. It feels great to know that you have the ability to survive uh, off of the environment if you need to there's all these things uh like that you can chalk up but they're not anything that you're going to do with a level of frequency that's going to be any different than doing a drug every once in a while yeah like it's not part of your lifestyle you know it's something that you're getting lifted on um that's why i think it's like the experience is is uh is a lot of fun that's you know like that I'm, I'm trying to help create that for people by constantly explaining to them, understand the system that's going on around you. I think that I, I personally think that's important. But if you were to ask me, like, well, why is that important? I can't tell you. I don't know. You know? Yeah, I've been I've been juggling around that idea uh, as well. And today I was also questioning, like, despite, yes, like, for me, I have found immense benefit from prioritizing being outside. Right. That might not hold true for everyone. And also, if I do believe that is that is the best way for everyone to live, and then everyone did start following that, there would be none for me to have anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's just simply not enough for everyone. So, um, despite like the 
the notion and that like gut feeling to like be like okay everyone needs so it is it is similar to like a, a drug in that way where it's like everyone needs to experience like going out and fishing but then if everyone did and everyone wanted to do it then it wouldn't be as uh meaningful or special even and like it'd just be uh way harder for the people who did care about it a lot to do it because it'd be overcrowded uh by everyone yeah, else. Yeah, like, dude. It, yeah, I hope it, that all makes sense. No, it 100% makes sense. And this is, therein lies the struggle of uh, my particular profession. You're getting a license, so you're going to yeah. think about this too. Like, uh, it, 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 it's, there, you know, just complete transparency. It's, it's an experience that generates some level of uh, pleasure or pride and accomplishment or something like that, or the ability to bond uh, with other people. Uh, and then, you know, the, the, the scene is set by the guide and uh, like everybody's put in, put on fish or put in action yeah. because of what the guide's doing, but it's totally temporary. <clears throat> Those people all get off the water. They feel fulfilled or however they feel. Hopefully they feel fulfilled and that they had a great time. And, uh, but they go back to their life afterwards. Um, if there were, you know, orders of magnitude more people enjoying what they were doing outside, I mean, our, our economy would collapse to some extent. Yeah. Like, um, you know, some something different would happen, you know, I, and, and things would get very crowded outside. But eventually people would spread out, though, mm-hmm. too. Um, you know, if things got too crowded in one area, people yeah. would just eventually eventually spread out. But, yeah, I, uh, it's it's something that I... Well, I, I just know about myself. This is the better way of thinking about it. I know about myself that I can't be bound up inside and uh, I need to be personally, this is just me. Yeah. And so I'm advocating this to other people, but I'm personally happy uh, and content guiding. Like it's just uh, I, I like being out there all the time, constantly mm-hmm. staying connected to stuff feeling the flow of what's happening um just being part of it like like being sitting behind a desk working on a computer it's just not something that i can do anymore i don't have the endurance to do that um i don't have the will to do that i i just it, it would break me to to have to do that um so that's my choice mm-hmm. but not everybody can choose to do that um, that's very true and it's difficult to make a living doing it too so yet again all about <clears throat> what you're wanting to prioritize and right. uh, what what calls to you uh in your own in your own way and whether that's hunting or fishing if you can obviously that's what i've been doing and i'm trying to do is prioritize that in my life and you know, as we talk about constantly on the podcast, like questioning things and like asking and like analyzing, why are you doing this? And uh, what, like, what are you getting out of it if you are? And, you know, it's what asking yourself, like, what do you and what do you, what do you enjoy doing and what do you not enjoy doing? And then once you understand those things, it's like, okay, I don't like being inside. I love being outdoors. Okay. Boom. It's the step in a step in the direction of where you're going to want to go or probably where you should be going because that's where you're drawn. And yeah, not everyone is, is going to be pulled in that direction. And that's, that's okay. There's more room for us then as well. But, uh, I know for myself that like I've always felt this strong pull and draw to be outdoors and do these these activities that we do hunt and fish and uh connect deeply with nature and uh however however you can. But if you're uh if you're listening to this or, or part of a demographic where you're kind of, like where you're confused you know, like, <clears throat> this is what happens when you get into your, like, we've talked about this before, maybe either pre or post podcast. I don't think we've talked about it on a podcast before, but your 20s are when you're in your best health, typically, you know, so you're the most resilient in your 20s. And so you should be working your ass off in your 20s, you know, and usually by the end of their 20, your 20s or 
getting into your mid thirties. Now you're starting to make your own money. You got, you have some money saved up. If you're going to get married, you're probably already married or getting really close to it or engaged. By the time you're in your like low to mid thirties, um, if you're going to get married in life, you've, you've in all likelihood done it 90% plus of the population and you you've got kids. You either got one or you got another one on the way, but you're starting all that shit. You go from working your ass off to now coming up on plane, but now you got kids that are kind of keeping you anchored. So you're not able to do a ton of different stuff. If you balance your time well, maybe you can. Okay, but then you get to your late 30s, early 40s. Now you've got more money and you got more time and you can actually breathe and look around. And so lots of people are getting to that point in their life and realizing that uh, I've just been doing nothing but working my ass off and I don't know what I like. So this, what, we, what we're talking about, fishing in particular, is an option. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've had a fair number of people like be super transparent with me about why they booked is because of exactly what I just said. They're just experimenting. They want to, they're listless and they'd like to figure out something that they, they really enjoy because they've just gone so long working their ass off and not really coming up to breathe. And now that they have time to breathe, they don't know what they want to do. Yeah. Hmm. You know, so I, this is an option and I can put forth a compelling argument about why, um, this is an option. We, we, we do it continuously. However, I'm also aware of the fact that not everybody could, or nor do I want everybody to, yeah. to be doing the things that I'm advocating for. It would make things real crowded outside. You know, um, I'm happy when people, people that make songs, people that do, uh, art, people that build houses, whatever, like, uh, you know, all those people that in their varying interests that, that exist out there, I'm, I'm thankful for that. But if you're listless, I think it's a simple and easy choice. Something that getting in touch with your primordial side is going to, it's going to be a big hit for you. Oh yeah. You know? Something so. you're going to want to enjoy over and over again. Yep. That was a great one. All right. Well, everyone, uh, Question everything, ask yourself why you're doing it, and uh, make sure you're prioritizing what you uh, what you find is most important. All right, hopefully it's fishing. Have a good yeah. week, everyone. Big week next week. We'll talk to you soon. See you. If you want top quality jigs and jig heads, look no further than JDO Lure Co. I offer a variety of jigs. If you love smallmouth, then the Ned Rig heads and swim bait heads are for you. Pair them with your favorite soft plastic and get ready to catch fish. If you love largemouth, I also produce top-notch quality skip and flipping jigs, wire tied, and with a custom bait keeper. Made with premium gamagatsu hooks, powder coat finish to ensure durability, and each jig made by myself, by hand. Check out my lures on Instagram, at jdolureco, at jd underscore outdoors, 1773. You can also catch my stuff in action on my YouTube channel, JD Outdoors.